apparently it is much, much cheaper to follow some dudes around that pack lips and drive around in their trucks and do weird stuff than it is to actually research, interview, and produce good documentaries. Like if you give Gary oh, yeah. if you give Gary and the boys a hundred bucks, they'll be psyched to have you come in the truck and film. You are listening to the Dude Nature Podcast. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Dude Nature Podcast. It's season two. Coming to you live from the Deuce. Boise, from the Deuce. You thought we were dead, but what you don't understand is what is dead may never die. May never may die. May never die. We're back, baby. Die. For you, we missed you very much. This is season two. Seasons of Dude Nature run for approximately exactly 94 episodes. That's one season. So we got season two coming up. We got some different stuff. But before we get to that, Adam, gripes. Noah, these are the gripes where we gripe to each other for 30 seconds each about something mildly irritating. Yeah. I'll start with my gripe. My gripe is bowls, bowls that are not microwavable. What I mean by that is when you put, when you try to microwave some pasta that you made last night, and you put it in your bowl, and you put it in the microwave, and instead of making the food warm, what actually happens it's is just the bowl gets super warm and it feels like it's going to explode, but then you touch the food and the food's still cold. I think for so me, then you put it back in there for five minutes and the bowl like explodes in the microwave. For me, it's but never the food knowing. is still cold. It's never knowing. Yeah. It's like, is this mm-hmm. Tupperware good to go? Is this thing with the seal with the plastic seal on it? You know what I mean? I have to ask yeah. my fiance. It's just never knowing what, no, is, I, what works I, and what doesn't. I always ask. But here's the thing: Why would you make a bowl at this point that isn't microwavable? Everybody's using bowls to microwave. It's just like I can't find a good bowl that heats up the food and not the fucking actual material of the bowl itself. Yeah, you know I got I mean? a lot to say about microwave because I just microwave my coffee. Okay. Yeah. Um, I feel like it fucks it up. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like it just kind of ruins food. And I also have a sneaky suspicion. Well, look, oven. it, oven's good. But you I have a suspicion oven? that it's like it's putting something into the food that I don't want. Do you know what uh-huh, I mean? Like radons, you know, it, ions, radons. You know, like nacho cheese. Mm-hmm. When you're eating nacho cheese and you're like, I know that this is bad. It's like half plastic. Hey, Adam. Right. Take me out to, to the, the bowl, bowl again. Adam, my gripe. Take my gripe, me out to the bowl. My gripe is bagging your own groceries. I don't, I don't know when this happened, but apparently they've all decided. Mm. I remember growing up. Shadow and shadow and I remember, growing, shadow remember growing up, you used to get done with the grocery line, and there used to be a dude that would come. He would come on over and bag them. Yeah, a bagger. Right? It was a bagger. I was yeah. at the grocery store, and, and I, was just, I had my stuff, and she was checking it. She kept nodding to me, like moving her head to the right. And I was like, what is she mm-hmm. doing? What did that mean? I finally mean? realized she was telling me to get my ass down to the end of the line to, to bag my own oh. shit because I was going to okay. hold up the rest of the line. So it went from like, <laughs> how are you? It went from 20 years ago. How are you? Oh, it's having a nice day. Oh, here's your bagger. Uh-huh. Here's your bagger, Juan. He's bagging it for you, and he will help you out yeah. to your car. You know what I mean? And now it's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. she doesn't even speak to me. She's just nodding her head to the right. She wants me to get get down there and bag my own go shit. Go bag your shit. Go bag your shit. What, so, so I can when, talk, when, get to the next when person. When did bagging your own groceries become, like, the standard? It depends. It depends what grocery store you go to. I think if you go to Whole Foods, they bag for you. But if you go to, like, Gross Out, you have to bag. If you're going to a budget grocery store, it's like a budget airline, you know, that you have to bag. 
Like, if you go to Save Mart, you have yeah. to bag. The thing about... Like, where did you go? Well, where did you go I to remember, bag your own? But I when, remember... I, dude, I went to some... It was a, it's called Winco. It's a huge grocery store in a poor area, so there you go. Yeah, Winco. Um, Dude, but the thing about bagging, though, is that there is, like, a little bit of tack to bagging. So, like, a oh, professional yeah. no, bagger, a lot of the Whole Foods bagger, he knew what to do. Yeah, it's a per- it used to be a profession. Dude, me Noah. me is, like, a fucking joke, right? I'm just, like, I don't separate. Mm-hmm. I just fucking throw. You know what? People are, like, I separate by whites and my colors. And you're, like, how do you have? How do you do that? How do you have time to do that? Laundry. Yeah, do you know laundry. what I'm saying? I don't separate shit. I just put it in. Don't just doing anything. laundry is no, a No, but win. I did it. I did, that at, I did that at Nana's, and you saw what happened. It ruined two of my good white shirts. It ruined them. To, ruined to, them dead. To not separate. If you some if you don't separate sometimes it will ruin okay. your white clothes. My point is ruin them. My point is though is that yeah. like just getting the laundry done is a huge deal, right? So mm-hmm. just getting the bag done is big and I don't I don't deal with the, right. the complexity. Adam you came. New music. Season two, season two. No, it's time to play a game. Okay, tell me if this animal lives in a swamp or does not live in a swamp. Simple game, simple man, simple game for a simple man. Okay, a panther, panther. No, panther. How about the Florida panther that lives in the Everglades? That's what they call my wiener, the Florida Panther. <laughs> the Florida Panther. <laughs> the Florida black Panther. black bear. Right season two. Yeah. Season we season made it. Here's two. the thing is that we made it to season two. We like we weren't canceled at season one. Do you know what I mean? Season uh, two is is it's gonna come. It's gonna come for you in season two. We don't care anymore. How about kitty cats, Noah? A pussy? Meow. How about a pussy? Yeah. Do they live in swamps? No. Okay. I don't know why I wrote that. They don't live in swamps. How about pigs? They don't. Nope, pigs, no. How about boas? Yes. Which boa specifically? The, Which boa okay, lives in actually, a swamp? I actually have this. Uh, mm. Is it the, like... Which member of the boa? The Burmi- it's the Burmese family. python. Pythons are boas, and also anacondas are boas. And anacondas live in swamps, Noah, in the Amazon swamp. How about a flamingo? What, wait, stop. What is a boa? What it, what it constitutes a, a boa, boa is a, it's a it's a family that includes pythons and anacondas. They are they're non venomous constrictors or boas. What's a bofa? And they a bo- <laughs> what is a bofa, Noah? <laughs> bofa, do you tell no, us. It's bofa, do you tell <laughs> Thank you. What about flamingo? No. Yes, lesser flamingos. The lesser flamingo, which is in wingspan, it lives on Lake Natron in Tanzania. Noah, what is our topic today? Our topic today, if you didn't already know, is swamps. I want to thank the two people that left us a review. Uh, we don't have your username, but we really appreciate the stars. We can see that you left the stars. So thank you very, very much. This podcast, as always, is sponsored by The Four Sigmatic Coffee. Okay? And I want to thank mm-hmm. all of you that have gone to Four Sigmatic and used our offer code. Um, because we do get a kickback from it, obviously, and it really helps the pod. So thank you very, very much. For purchasing Four Sigmatic, mm-hmm. I'm drinking four, harder nipples. Harder nipples. I'm drinking More Four sex. Sigmatic right now. 
It's fantastic. It's the mm-hmm. best coffee there is. Go to www.forcingmag.com. Use offer code Dude Nature. That's Dude Nature. All, all sorts of new stuff on Forcing Shut Magic. the protein all powder. All one word, no exclamation mark. General powder. It's good stuff. Bigger penis. Get it. You'll like it. Yeah. Adam, it begins. Don't stop. You have 60 seconds to tell us everything we need to know to enjoy the episode. Are you ready? Yeah. Three, two, one, yep. go. Noah, 7% of the planet is covered by wetlands. Wetlands that are unfortunately disappearing three times faster than forests. These amazing places, Noah, are comparable to rainforests and coral reefs in their biodiversity and importance to the ecology of our planet. So today we take a look at swamps. We take a look at bogs, wetlands, swampy bogs, peaty fens, marshy meadows, and everything in between. And so, Noah, it might be season two, but that doesn't mean the technology issues have gone away, people. No. Just so you know. Clearly. What is our theme? Our theme is we're fucking back. Okay, that's our theme. Oh, it's a good theme. season fucking two. Great theme. Okay, season fucking two. Couple things about season two. Number point number one, we actually came back two weeks ago, did an entire episode on snakes. Oh my god, there's a woman in the pod. Oh, oh there's a woman. Oh there's my a woman god, out on the screen. Get her oh, out. Get her out. Femin- Femin- feminitis. Female, female. Feminitis. So we actually did an entire podcast uh, two weeks ago, and we did like didn't accidentally didn't record the last twenty minutes of it, and and we had to scrap it. So you'll never hear no, it. No, no, we we did record it. Okay, the Millennium Falcon that the new. The Deuce Millennium, Millennium Falcon, Falcon is even worse. The Millennium Falcon is our setup, our podcast what we call setup. our podcast setup at the moment. And so season two, it has, we actually, a lot of people get better. We've actually gotten worse right. with our Millennium we've gone, Falcon. We go down. So it's really just, we go down. Yeah, we're just hanging on. Everything is duct taped in there, right? Chewy, Chewy's below there screaming, you know, yeah. things are on fire. You never know when shit's going to shut you down. You never know when in shit's going to shut down. Now. And anyway, we appreciate you guys listening to us all of season one. And it's just mm. time for season exactly two. Exactly 94 episodes. Exactly a 94 again. exact episode, which we planned from the beginning to, to do a very season Very beginning. On. So just season, like J.K. Rowling and Harry two, Potter, we planned it for the very two beginning. Season two will be 94 episodes again. But we're, we've got some, yeah. we got some different stuff. Can we got some different stuff coming yeah. out. So first section, Adam. This is our general section. Yeah. What do you got for us? Yeah, let me talk to you about marshes versus swamps versus bogs versus fens. Because there's a lot of different nomenclature for wetlands, and they actually all mean different things, okay? So at mom's house, do you know what that area is called where we walk the dogs? And can you explain By our mother's house, what it's there like? is a very, there's yeah. just a large wetland, it seems like. There's a lot of birds, a lot of mud. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's a wetland. All right, it's a marsh. That's Sorry, called, it's called what, 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 am, what am I distinguishing between? Yeah, you're, I I just want you to talk about what it's like to walk the dogs. No, 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 what it no, looks no, no. Like, no. What, were the, what do you see? What were the definitions you said? Marsh, swamps, bogs, and fens. Marsh, swamp, bog, and fen. Okay, mm-hmm. I would say that that is a marsh. Yeah, well, that's good because I just said it. I just said it was a marsh. Yeah, it it is Boffin Marsh is the name of that place. Wow. And okay. do you know why it's a marsh? Do you know why it's a marsh and not a bog or a fen? Or a swamp, yeah. Do you have any idea? Any guesses? Uh, I'd say the tide. The tides come in and out would be the marshy thing. That the rays, the 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 rays of the water, the rays like of the water. I like that. 
Okay, let's talk about what makes a marsh, okay? Marshes do not usually have trees. Swamps usually do have trees. Mangrove trees or cypress trees, which we're going to talk about. They have often softer, non-woody plants like Salicornia pacifica, which apparently is pickleweed. Do you know a th- you know a thing or two about pickleweed? Yeah, you can eat it. You can eat it. It is it's extremely salty. It's in that marsh area where we walk the dogs at mom's house. Um so it doesn't have that we don't have like the larger kind of arboreal trees. It's more soft, reedy, kind of grassy plants. Marshes also, like you said, with the tides, they're more in the transition zone between bigger bodies of water, like the San Francisco Bay, for example. We're going to talk a lot about the bay in this episode because because we didn't get to speak about it because we couldn't release snake episode and the Golden State Warriors. We, we won didn't the we didn't get to release snakes, Golden which State is where we talked champ- about bay a lot. The Golden yeah. State Warriors won the championship. The Golden State Warriors won the champion championship because those three dudes mm. are they're amazing. And we had a whole section on it last podcast. I'm not going to repeat it. We're going to have to do it. You're not going to repeat it. I just like doing episodes twice. Do you know what I mean? Like when we do an yeah. episode, and no, you can't sections that you want to give to the people, but you're just like, you can't. It's dead. There's nothing you can and do. You it's not original. Again. You got to rely on, on your software to come through. You're Millennium Falcon. Right. Right. And many times it mm-hmm. doesn't. So anyway, you were talking about marshes. Uh, marshes, so they're, they're in that transition zone, like you're saying, with the tides. They're usually like an offshoot of a bigger river or a bigger lake or an ocean. They're kind of where the brackish water is, where the salt water and the fresh water combine. Okay. That usually makes a marsh. Swamps are higher up, like in elevation, they're actually higher, and they the water in a swamp moves slower. The water in, the, in a marsh moves a oh, little so, bit okay, faster so, because it's, hold on, it's connected to these bodies question. of water. So, yep. A swamp is not connected to like the bay. Like the marsh by it, that you're describing, it's connected to the San Francisco Bay. It's connected to a huge body of water. The the a swamp is just like a pit of water, right? It it may be, it may be connected to a bigger body of water, but the water inside of a swamp moves slower because, like in the Florida Everglades, people are going to say that the Everglades is a swamp. It has a mangrove. You've seen this probably in Thailand too. It has a mangrove tree barrier basically between the ocean. And the the swamp, crazy which really slow, it's crazy cool, and it really slows the water down. Also, the marsh flora and fauna, they are used to being submerged in water. So we're talking about birds like herons, who love to fish, kingfisher, uh, red-winged blackbird, which we see all the time in mom's area there, mm-hmm. in her little meadow. Also otters, and also minks. Also a little minx. He nods. Okay, so you know who's a little, you know who's a little minx, and whose IMDb page I was on. Who I was on Natalie Vi- Natalie Vinderschmidt, aka Natalie Portman. Hey, it, She's <laughs> kind of a minx, but mm-hmm. she, didn't she end up with like a French actor? No, remember she was dating Devendra Banhart. Do you remember his music? I, we used to listen to his music when we were going surfing. It was really weird. No, it's like I didn't really know that. weird indie. I just knew that indie I rock that folk she music. Was, she was Jewish, and and she did like the like. I'm like a. She was like a, a rich, hot Jewish yeah. girl. Was like, I'm not gonna date a Jewish yeah. dude. She's like, I'm gonna date like right, I'm gonna right. date someone eclectic, right? I someone Cle- yeah. someone a little a little eclectic, maybe foreign, right? Someone a little foreign, yeah. someone into eclectic taste. I remember that. I know. Yeah. Well, she she's got a whole. I I was been on the Natalie Vinderschmidt thing. She was born in Israel. She's got the whole Jewish thing. You know, she's really dialed into the whole Jewish marketing thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, except, From a young age, except dating Jewish dudes though. Not into that. Yeah, no, she's not into dating French Jewish dudes. dudes. A little more refined. Uh, so, 
No, what makes a swamp? We just talked about what makes a marsh. So right? it sounds like what makes about... a swamp is is elevation and like a stagnation elevation. and a stagnation of water. The marsh has stagnation more of water. The marsh has more flow. That's why a swamp has the green like the green shit on it. Swamps yep. are nasty. Green shit. Stagnant, a little nasty, nasty, a little bit, little by, a little yeah. bit by you, a little slower. Right. You know? Okay. So swamps have faster moving bodies of water, um, somewhat slow, but they're moving a little bit. Swamps are usually dominated by large trees. So famously, as I talked about before, there's the cypress swamp and what it looks like. You know, in the past, I would have shown you a picture share, but because you know what we're I love about juice? fucking season two we're in the is that we don't we're have this, above the picture. We don't share. have the stupid picture share anymore that the listeners can't see. The listeners are all like, thank we don't God. have to be like, they're all like, thank God you stopped. Yeah, thank that. God. I don't have to be like, hey, Noah, can you go to the DNA picture share? And the listeners and are like, I'm going to fucking podcast, kill myself. Like, Adam, they're why like, are we kill myself? Why are we doing this again? Kill myself and turn this off. You told me like a hundred times that you don't want to do it, but then I still do it again. And you're like, okay, I'll do it again and again and again. You know what? <laughs> so we're not going to do it. One great thing but, about season yeah. two is that that is dead. No, there's a lot of good things about the deuce. There's a and lot. Of- one of them is that the picture share doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Also, a really good thing about the deuce that the Warriors won their fourth championship with those those dudes, and those dudes are fantastic. Right. It's just Draymond, Clay, no, so and Steph. Good. They're just fucking, they're an inspiration, honestly. They're awesome. They're fucking they awesome really dudes. They, and they know, fucking in, win. In a world where everyone's where everyone's transient, everyone's moving to whatever they think is best, those dudes stuck together. Those dudes are so tight, honestly. Could you have three um, athletes so, that you would like more to represent a team that you, that you were a fan of? No, uh, Cypress Swamps. Cool. They're usually found in the southern United States, and they have what it looks like when you look at the tree, they have knees. They have a large buttress. Do you know what a buttress is of a tree? Like Can a you describe that? A buttress. Foundation, right? It's like, yeah. It's a foundation. It's, it's an, it's a, I almost said archway. It's a support thing. Do you think that you, you can, I don't fucking you can, know. You can I can't even. Because you yeah. kind of have a large bottom that you have a buttress. You know what I mean? Like a I have stable, a buttress. like, yeah. a stable, like, I have a stable maybe buttress. when people look at us, they're like, they're like, ew. They're like, this is kind of a weird looking person. Like a, but some sort of Because we're like a little bit yeah. wide. We're very short and wide. It's, it's basically the worst, wide. the worst body type for any kind of fashion or clothing. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. It's not a, you know how tall people, like, the clothes hang off them is what they want for models. For us, it's like the op, the clothes stick to us. You know, our fa- kind of junkiness. honestly yeah. terrible. Yeah, clothes, it's really tough. Yeah. Being short and kind of chunky is is awful for clothes. Yeah, it's not great. It's not great. Um, anyway, so these cypress trees, they have large buttresses that support them in the mud. They look really funny. They have, like, knees. Mangroves, which you know about, are found in tropical regions. They have an extensive root network. It looks a lot like a haunted forest when you're kayaking through it. The biggest mangrove forest is deep in an area called the... Oh, I burped. The Sunderbonds in northeastern India. Giant tigers live there. Yeah. And they make India? their dens underneath the mangrove trees. So there's pictures of these giant yeah. bangle. That's in the Bengal region. Tigers. So fucking cool. In the middle of these mangrove yeah, roots. Dude. Just like raising their cubs. India? And be like, I'm the fucking tiger. Pe- yeah. People will never ever find out because Dude Nature. Don't did, sleep on India. Because Dude Nature Don't didn't release its snake episode. But India has so out. much danger. The dangerous snake. They're basically all in India. That's what we learned. They're all in India. People die all the time from snakes. It's just wild. What is the snake called again? It's the sea crate, right? The king cobra. No, sorry. No, idiot. I'm an idiot. No, I forgot. I forgot because we didn't release the episode. It's the one that goes into people's houses in India, I think, is the crate. Okay. Anyway, India's got some nasty creatures. 
It's got some nasty creatures in it. The book Shantaram, Adam. Would you recommend that to yeah, people? Yeah, what about it? It's just like whenever I think about India, I think about that Shantaram. book. Shantaram. Recommended to me by Gabe Shantaram. It was a lot of pages. A lot of it was not true. I don't know what to think about that book. There were some good things in the book. What do you mean by it was just a lot we're ta- about no- we're ta- a lot about nothing. We're talking about a pretty it's a pretty well known book about mm-hmm. an, an Australian on the run who who goes to India and it's his time right. back in the day in India and supposedly it's a true story. Um, I thought that he was just really into himself. Wait, he escapes from prison in Australia. Yeah, and then spo- moves to is India. Is it not true? It's based on a true story. He moved. He moves to Mumbai. But it's based India. on his story. The author. It is. It's based on his story. But he there's a lot of uh, mishmasha going on. You know, there's a lot of woo 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 wazi a woozy a wazi magical realism happening in the story. I didn't love it. It's a little long for me. Did you read the? Did you finish the whole book? The book is not able to be finished. Shantaram is about finishing the you book of Shantaram. <laughs> you know, I went on a Shantaram to finish Shantaram and just never did it. No, let's. We got a lot to cover. We got a giant agenda. So let's move. Sounds on like to we're bogs. stuck in a swamp, Adam. We are. We were stuck in a swamp. Yeah. We're going to move to bogs. First of all, Noah. Yeah. Pete. Let's talk about Pete. Pete lands. I just think about fifty England. to seventy. Just fucking England. Yeah, right? England. Pete. England. Pete. England. Right. 50 to 70% of all wetlands. So there's a lot of peat out there. Bogs, Noah. Bogs are peaty. Say it with me. Peaty bog. Say peaty bog. Peaty bog. Peaty bog. That bog is full of peat. So what is peat? Peat is what happens when you have a lake that doesn't get a lot of rainwater anymore. You have organic matter that sinks to the bottom of that lake. Yeah. And then that organic matter... Because there's no new water coming in, it eventually decays, and what it decays down to is peat. And peat is like the the brown, muddy, smelly thing in rivers and lakes and mud. So, it, but it takes the water to dry up. So a peaty bog is dry. Yeah, a pe- exactly. A peaty bog comes from a dry lake. It is actually the first step as an organic compound to becoming coal. So it has to become peat first before oh, it becomes okay, coal. Cool. Yes. So once the lake is all dried up, it becomes a peat land, and it is kept moist then with additional rainfall, but not enough to sustain the lake. So because of the acidic and nutrient-averse soil, the cool thing about bogs, and I really want to talk to you about, is that bogs have really cool plants that do interesting things to survive because there's not a lot of nutrients in the soil. And one common plant type that is found in bogs is... Carnivorous plants. Really? So all of the, yeah, almost all of the North American carnivorous plants, the Saracenia, which is the North American genus of pitcher plant, is found in bogs in North Carolina. What's a pitcher plant? And Tell bogs Adam. in North California. What's a pitcher yeah. That's really cool. What's a, what's a pitcher plant? Mm. Explain, to, explain to people. <laughs> a pitcher plant is a, is a carnivorous plant that looks like a long tube. There's, there's various... Right. There's various genus of pitcher plant. There's one called Nepenthes, which is more of a tropical pitcher plant, which you find in like Borneo and Thailand. But we're talking about the one in North America is called Saracenia, and it's a long tube. And inside of that tube, there is water, what looks like water at the bottom. And that water is actually full of digestive enzymes. Like it is related to the enzymes that's in our human microbiome, which is fucking crazy. And flies will go into that water, and they'll be slowly broken down by the enzymes and, and absorbed digested. into the plant's uh, components. Digested, yeah. <laughs> 
And these things, these pitcher plants, like when you cut them open, they're they're ravenous. Like they kill fucking flies. You op- cu- open them up, there's like twelve flies in there. It's That's very effective. So cool. It's super effective. Okay, so th- in the middle of p- they like peat. They they're into it. They like that habitat. Well, okay, so yeah, no, no. But the reason that they have to do something weird to survive is because in that ha- in that habitat, there's not a lot of nutrients in the soil. So that's where you find a lot of them. Okay, another pitch, another uh, carnivorous plant that lives in a bog is called a sundew. Sundews have sticky things on them, and the sticky things on them attract flies, insects, larvae, whatever. Um, one really, really cool thing I want to talk about with the Saracenia genius, the American pitcher plant, is a very, very cool, because we're talking about the bay this episode, a very cool plant called Darlingtonia californica, which is the cobra lily, which is a very cool plant that only lives in North California. It's very cool looking. It looks like a cobra. It has a curved entrance, and it has false exits, so the flies get confused when they're inside of the cobra it lily. It only grows in California? Northern California, yeah. So there's a, we have a lot. That, wait, did you know? Did you know that we no. have a lot of bogs? So a, we have a lot of bogs. There's a carnivorous plant that Wade, only Wade motherfucking bogs. There's only carni- there's a carnivorous plant that only grows Northern California. Because yes. when you think there's a lot that grows. Because Northern when California. you think a carnivorous plant, you just think about rainforest. So it's that's so the thing. It's cool. That's what it's yeah. cool to know that they grow locally. That's what I want to educate the people about is that there's a lot of American carnivorous plants that aren't just tropical. One thing yeah. really big so about that, too, one thing really big yeah. about that, too, that I find is that the Boston yeah. Celtics tried really hard. Like, they had a lot of work. Like, this yeah. Boston is like a working town, right? A working town. The work they were, is, they respect blue-collar working effort, right? Mm-hmm. And they, were, mm-hmm. they worked really hard, but the, the Warriors are just, they're just better, right? Kind of like the Bay. It's just, it's just the Bay. They're yeah. just better. It's hard for people to understand, right? Right. And it's a W, honestly. It's a win. Win, 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 Shane. We want That's Shane. what I said last episode. Shane, it's Shane, okay, buddy. Are you listening? It's okay. It's okay, if bud. You guys worse, tried really there's hard. No shame in, there's right. no shame in losing to a better opponent. There really isn't, right? <laughs> like, you fight with honor, and you lose with honor. Right. But what you don't understand... But you guys tried really hard, and the Warriors, they kind of tried, but that's kind of Bay, though. That's Bay life. It's Bay life, though. try, and to just be richer... And better than everyone right. is the bay. Right, the bay is about is about showing people that you don't try yet you are still richer. And by the way, I made I made this point in the snakes episode that no one will ever hear because it's one of the episodes that we're never going to release. But the bay beat both of us too. I don't Very live in the good. bay. You don't live in the bay. Right. The bay beat just everyone so everyone didn't... knows the bay beat us. Right, we lost. To we the lost bay. to yeah. the bay. The bay we couldn't make it. We lost to the bay. We had to move out of the bay. Okay. okay, we have a packed agenda, so I'm going to finish up with a fens really quick. So a fen sounds like a crazy British word, right? But Indeed. we actually have these fens in California, too. We have fens in the Sierra Nevada mountains, close to me right here. A fen is a wetland that's fed with groundwater from a breach in the hard clay surface, so from an aqueduct or what have you. Apparently, two fens together can eventually form a bog. When they two fens come and they form a lake, and then that lake has organic up. matter that goes to the bottom, and then okay. it becomes a peatland. Right. Yeah, there you go. Let me mm-hmm. let me just let, I'm gonna read some because this is good. This is good. A a yes. Okay, so a fen is, a fen is is when water mm-hmm. comes in not from an outside body of water but from groundwater. Yep, you got okay. it from groundwater. A swamp. So, a swamp is is with a lot mm-hmm. a huge change in water. 
very big. I, no, sorry, marsh. Marsh is is big change in water. Swamp is higher mm. elevation, smaller change in water. Uh, and a bog is a dried up lake where the organic matter si- mm. sinks and forms peat, which is the first epical. Yeah, that's pretty a good. That's a fucking pretty a. good. That's called Not season bad. Not two. Bad. But also, you got to look at the flora and fauna that live in them. In the swamps, a lot there's bigger flora and fauna, and they're used to being arboreal. Like they live in the trees of the swamp. Whereas in a marsh, you see a lot of shore shorebirds and stuff like that. They're not living in the trees. Well, it, it's weird because we we see herons in trees when we're walking yeah. on Bothan Marsh, right? So I guess it isn't like exactly how it works. But anyway, in a fen, it does get more complicated. If you are in the Sierra Nevadas, you could be looking at a meadow that can have a fen and a bog and a marsh in the same 100-yard square area. It's crazy. Oh, like all three? <laughs> all that's, three can be in the same exact cool. area. That's cool. That'd be, that'd be, that would be a great a great learning opportunity. Hey. Yeah. Can I tell you something we didn't do that we totally forgot? Sure, go ahead. Red-blooded America. The, the front, front oh. line report. Oh. Let me just finish up with fens and we could do it. We could do it right here. Okay, finish up. Okay. Fens are super buggy. There's a lot of insects and mosquitoes in there. And many amphibians live in fens. It's, it's snakes. Reptiles, they uh, some reason they like the no, groundwater that's be, no, welling be, up no, from springs. It's, it's because since there's no outflow of tide, they don't have to worry about getting sucked out or anything. Yeah, it's a more permanent. Yeah, that, that's a, fen a, is that's a, mu- a, point. a fen is a much more permanent habitat than the other two. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So don't don't forget about your peaty wetlands because seventy percent of wetlands are peaty. So don't sleep on them. Don't sleep on it. Okay, anyway, what's your, what's your red-blooded America? Okay, guys, this is the red-blooded America. This is the report because me and Adam live both in red areas, so we were reporting back to you of what it's like to be on the, fr- mm-hmm. on the front line. The front lines where home prices are semi-affordable. By semi-affordable, I mean still not about, really. still I mean, about no, five. Still not really. Somehow, somehow in, 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 you know, in Idaho, homes are about a 500K to get a small home, but that's all right. We're going to roll with it. Okay, so my red-blooded America report... My last report that you won't hear because of snakes, but I'm gonna bring it up, is on my way to work. I just look over to my left, and there's just dudes flying off jumps on motorcycles in someone's front yard. They've set up a dirt biking track, and there's just mm. there's about three dudes just literally getting air next to the, <laughs> next to the next to the road. I just look over, and they're just getting air on their on their motorcycles, <laughs> getting <laughs> getting some hang time, Kay. logging hang time. All right. And then my 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 uh, my red my red blood report. I'm I'm driving to work. In front of me, this truck has this humongous sign, right on the back. And I'm like I'm like what does it say? I'm like what does it say? It just says white trucks matter. <laughs> <laughs> what? One thing that I've learned about conservative signage is that is yeah. that they will take like a liberal saying. And they'll, like, flip mm-hmm. it. That's a big one, is that they'll take it and flip it. I haven't seen White Trucks Matter before, so I'm wondering if this is kind of a new addition. Or they're just trying this one out. I haven't seen this one. This one is, is new. Have you seen one of these? No, no, that's, that's totally new. So you, that's, a, that's a rare sighting. Yeah, but what, that's a unique what I find sighting. a lot is that when I see one, it's only going to be a week or two before everyone's got it. Yeah. Right. If it's a re- if it's good, because the original thought level is not very high. It might be. It might be a one-off. You might have. I don't think it's a one-off. Like I think a, a white a white-faced ibis. It might be a rare bird sighting. I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a one-off. I think there'll be there many think it's too white good. trucks. I think. It's Do you too think good. it's too? 
it's too good to stay down. I, I, I absolutely. I do think it's too good. Too good, like like Newsom sucks, right? Right, right. A That's a, a classic, classic one. Yeah. Gavin Newsom sucks. Good one, right? Palooza. That one ends or up Palooza. working. Nancy Palooza. Palooza's better. That one. Palooza's better. That one. That's my There's a huge better. sign. If you know, you know Nancy Pelosi, whatever you feel about her, there's a huge sign by Adam's house that just said someone someone was just he was just in the garage. He's like, Give me a Sharpie. <laughs> I'm mad today. Give me a Sharpie. I got a Bud like, Light no, and I'm <laughs> mad. Give me I a think, Sharpie, boy. <laughs> so, so, so I think he woke up. He like woke up. He's like, Holy shit. He's like, He woke up and he's like, Palooza. I got it. I got it. <laughs> yeah. He's like, Okay, quick, honey, give me the pen. Give me the pen. So it just says, it just says, instead of Nancy yeah. Pelosi, it says Nancy, and then a P, and then loser. That is the best. <laughs> that is my favorite. Yeah, besides, besides, besides the one I saw in Montana, which is Trump won. Mm-hmm. You know it. I know it. We know it. <laughs> we know it. <laughs> we know it. Another good. That's one of your favorites. That's, I know that's that one, one of your favorites. That one and P, loser are my favorites. All right. <laughs> P, loser is just like, is the best, because it's just, just so... Make- Simple and it's amazing. We, it is good. I want to make the coffee book conservative sign red signage. Let's do it. Red signage Let's coffee book with P loser. Can some socks? Can that be part of our hot springs book? <laughs> hot springs areas. and red and red similar areas. Hot springs uh, and, and with, on the way there, the signs you probably saw. <laughs> let me go with mine before you get to your section because we're already at a half an hour. We got to move because we got an agenda. Okay, season we got two, awards season, to get season two has an agenda. Um, the red-blooded America, mine is, oh, I, I just had it. Hold on. Okay, Debbie and I went to sushi on Friday night. The sushi wasn't that bad. It was kind of expensive, actually. Killer. It wasn't that bad. Killer. But, killer. I didn't know that the sushi place, it's in a strip, it's in basically a strip mall. It is the most poppin' place on a Friday night that you could be in Sonora. Every table is filled in the sushi place. When I you stand up and you look around, and I'm wearing, like, you know, I'm wearing a, a collared shirt, and Debbie's wearing a dress. We look around. Every dude, <laughs> yeah. every yeah. single yeah. dude yeah. has yeah. a hat uh-huh. on. Yeah. It is either Carhartt, <laughs> yeah. it is either Wilco, or a Lowe's hat. And they have, Fuck, they have a Lowe's sunglass hat? Perched, perched on top of that hat. They have sunglasses. <laughs> Every single table, dude with hat, <laughs> sunglasses on top of the hat. It's nighttime. There's no reason to have the glasses or the or the hat because it's dark outside. Dude, dude, mm-hmm. I, I, you're you're missing the bottom, the bo- their bottoms too, which I'm, I'm sure this is the same way. It's 102 degrees here. I, I, oh, I went, down, I just drove through downtown. There sounds like all, great weather for jeans. So, to be red. You have to say, fuck it. I'm wearing jeans, fuck it. whether it's 30 it. or 100. I'm wearing my jeans. Fuck it. I'm wearing ain't no, no Levi's ain't, either. Ain't, ain't no Levi's. No, they're fucking Wrangler. They're Wrangler. Yeah. Have you ever put a pair of Wranglers on? Have you seen Brett Favre what? in his Wranglers? <laughs> <laughs> no, have you put a pair of Wranglers on, though? Honestly, have you? Cause, uh, they're me, awful. Dude, they awful. are they're so bad. the worst design. Ge- they are they're the worst they are designed jeans. for your nutsack to never be the same ever again. <laughs> so, dude, a suffocating nutsack. So the, the liberals <laughs> are like, the liberals have Lululemon, and they have all this new material. Yeah. Like, liberals don't wear jeans anymore, right? They, we've mo- they've moved on. No, no, we they don't. Pro- they, we've we've progressed on. on. We've literally progressed. We have they're progressed. Like, Past the jeans. Finally, liberal, liberals are like, actually, denim is is a horrible fabric. We used to wear it during the gold we rush. Should never have we used done to wear it, it during the we gold rush, and it's it. time to stop. Right? <laughs> it's, it's time to stop. Red blooded America is like, fuck it. 
I'm wearing fuck. I'm fuck wearing it. denim. I'll be and buried. I'll be buried, buried in my jeans, denim. Sir. My grandkids are wearing denim. It's a hundred and two. I'm gonna go wear my denim around and yes. sweat. It, but it's not. Yeah, it's so dude, but they're not even like a baggy jean. They're fucking Wrangler. Yeah. That, oh, they're bad. God, it hurts the, to even talk about it. They're bad. Let's go with your section. Okay. And then we can get to the awards. Hey, my section, talking about red-blooded America, my section is the evolution, or really the de-evolution of the History Channel. And you'll... Oh, my God. No, you'll like this. So, okay, so listeners out there, you know how, like, you see ads for for a show, and it's just like, it's like ancient aliens, and you're like, what is that? And then it'll say the History Channel. And you're like, what happened to the History Channel, right? Okay, Mm -hmm. so this is the thing. The, the, like, the de-evolution or the downgrading of the History Channel, it's a known thing. People talk about it a lot. It's, there's great Reddit stuff about it. But anyway, the reason I came, I came across it was because while, while researching Swamp, I came across a show called Swamp People, <laughs> which is just... Which, yeah. Which is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. totally. Mm-hmm. see where we're yeah. going. Yeah. Which is a show, Adam. On the History yeah. Channel, and it has nothing to yeah. do with history, even a little bit, yeah. but it is a show yeah. about people in red states who hunt alligators and can't really speak. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. I have right. a section for the History Channel, too. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, <laughs> dude. so that's basically, great. the History Channel went from shows about World War II, the Civil War, how America was built trains mm-hmm. you know other documentaries that like your social studies teacher would would put on and text her boyfriend right well that's what i was gonna say is that was the history channel ever the paragon of intellectual tv no like was it ever up there mm-hmm. no no it, it wasn't but i guess it was it was more on brand they didn't sell out as much they're like maybe this isn't that good but it will be about history this is the history mm-hmm. channel after all Right. Yeah. Some okay. people are really sad. Some people really like some of the shows. People are really angry. Yeah. Um, okay. So now, instead of those shows, we have shows like Ancient Aliens, which I meant, which, which I <laughs> – this is, this is the level of show that, that is crazy to me. This is not even a rea- reality show. It is a conspiracy show. It is not even about anything real. It's not about history. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is lower than reality. Right, it is. What's going on? It is a show about conspiracy theories about aliens, straight up. <laughs> the History Channel, Wait, Swamp, th- Swamp People, dude, Swamp People no, is a show about conspiracy. No, theories no, no, no. no. Swamp People is a show about red people hunting, hunting alligators. <laughs> okay, okay, right. Ancient Aliens is a show ab- oh, about oh, yeah. conspiracy. <laughs> it's literally a show about conspiracy theories of aliens. It has no fact or anything in it. Dude, it is like the low. It's the lowest. The History Channel is like in their offices. They're like, "Fuck it," they're like, "Bring it on." So it's whatever it is. Just it's bring it. Bring yeah. the trash. It's bring the trash. It's all the pseudoscience stuff. It's Bigfoot, ancient aliens, dude, Swamp Man. You have so, you know. so like they're lower than just going to reality TV. Like they are at like they'll take any kind of programming, anything, yeah. to make a budget. Um, so here's the crazy thing about ancient aliens. Okay. Mm-hmm. Seinfeld, or, or I believe Friends, had 10 mm. or 11 seasons. 10 or 11 seasons. Ancient Aliens has had 18 seasons. Yes. Big Bang Theory, More ancient Big Bang Theory has had 13. Ancient, ancient Aliens is just dominating. It's had 18 seasons. Okay? I don't know. Mm. It's 18 seasons about nothing. It's like dude nature. They figured it out. You know what yeah. I mean? I think we, we, we taught out. them. 
Um, so there's ancient aliens. There's the aforementioned swamp people I talked about. Um, and then there's also a show. I'm still going. There's a show called Mountain Men. Okay, mm-hmm. this is a show. Of course, it has nine seasons and is literally a show about people, red-blooded America. They realize that mm-hmm. if they just follow red-blooded America around with the TV, they can sell it to libs, to like an old lib somewhere. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Then Adam, yeah, I get that. Yeah. Then of course, for the coup de gras, there was and where would a network be without this? There's a show called Kings of Pain. Oh. With in, is it insect stinging dudes? Yep. That's what the show is, Adam. Uh-huh. How'd you know that? <laughs> well, so, I don't people know. <laughs> have an absolute fascination with seeing people get stung by things. This is by by yeah. This is a show, yeah. Kings of Pain, has millions of views on YouTube, as well as many mm-hmm. other channels dedicated to this, where people just get bit by shit. They just get bit by. There's I mean, nothing to the we've show. We've talked about this before. There is a. A proliferation of dudes getting bit by insects on YouTube. An absolute prolifer a, a cacophony, a cornucopia. <laughs> yeah, I've just I, dude. These 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 videos have millions of views, millions mm-hmm. of views so, of someone just oh, like yeah. putting like a spider on them and be like, "I'm getting bit. I'm in pain." <laughs> so so you're saying you're not you're not down? You didn't watch like twenty of them? <laughs> no. No, it doesn't do it for me at all. I have no interest in it. I have no mm-hmm. interest in it. Um, so anyway, that's where the History Channel has gone to. We're doing alien conspiracy theories and dudes getting bit by shit. Basically, it's just like a bad YouTube. A bad YouTube. YouTube for boomers known as the History Channel. Um, so apparent, why did this happen? Apparently, it is much, much cheaper to follow some dudes around that pack lips and drive around in their trucks and do weird stuff than it is to actually research, interview, and produce good documentaries. Like, if you give Gary, oh, yeah. if you give Gary and the boys a hundred bucks, they'll be psyched to have you come in the truck and film them. Yeah. Right? They're like, Absolutely. that's great. And you're just like, great, because this is the whole show. I don't need to do anything. You guys are just outrageous. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. right? I'm just going to watch you guys tackle alligators, pack lips, and, like, shoot guns. <laughs> Here we go. That's pretty much it. Yeah. That's, is that the algorithm of the History Channel? So the algorithm is, not only is it, like, way cheaper, but guess what? People like to watch it way more, too. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> so, yeah, it works out for them. But anyway, if you're ever wondering the evolution of the History Channel, just know that you're not alone, and there's feeds dedicated to it. It's a real thing. Uh, Noah, let's move on to the awards, okay? So yeah. what are these awards? Well, in the deuce, we're doing a different paradigm here. So what we're doing in the back half of each episode now is we're doing a series of awards about the topic. For example, our first award is the Jacusto Award for Biggest Testicles. Right. And so Noah and I will come up with different nominations for that award based on the topic. And all, so let's go with all the, the awards one. are from something in one of our episodes. This one's from the Oceans episode. That was a while ago. Where Jacusto rode a cement ball with his buddy basically hugging him hugging his down buddy. to the deepest Literally part of the ocean. Buddy. And that's when that's when dudes had some serious huevos on them. Some nuts. Huevos, cojones. Some nuts. So my Jacusto Award for biggest testicles goes out to the shoe bill. Noah, have you ever seen a shoe bill? It's a, a bird? bird, yeah. It's a bird. It's a gigantic bird. It's a gigantic African bird. It's almost five feet tall. It has a – the defining characteristic about it is it has a super big but also very wide – beak with a razor tip on the upper upper mandible it sort of looks like if daffy duck were more prehistoric and if daffy duck were an actual animal it would be a shoe bill wait it's five feet five feet tall 
Yeah, it's ba- it's basically our size. What, co- basically what color is we it? Are what color? With a gigantic beak. What color is it's it? It's gray. It it's a gray bird. Where does it live? It's a gray giant bird. It lives in East Africa. It lives in the swamps of. Does it fly? I thought I had a. It, I think it flies. I think I think it can fly. Maybe not. It's so fucking big. I don't know. But anyway, so my jockey star award goes out to the shoebill because it's such a fish absolute killer. In that gigantic wide beak, it can not only catch fish, it can also catch gigantic eels, lungfish, and they love to eat snakes, and they even eat young crocodiles because their beak is so big. Really? So it's just a killer. So it's a killer. So that's the shoe belt. No, what's your Jaku Stowe My Jaku Stowe Award is, for the biggest testicles is the biggest wetland in the world, which is called the, the Pantanal. Okay? Stretches across Bolivia, Brazil, and Paraguay. It's funny because it's in, like in the same area as the Amazon, but it's much, it's way lesser known. Even though it's not only is the biggest rainforest there, then the biggest wetland is there as well. Um, it's kind of like Earth. Oh, cool. It's kind of like Earth's testicle, if you will. It is. Uh, yeah, Earth's testicle. It is forty-two million acres. So imagine, I mean, imagine okay. standing on the edge of it, you would just see a sea of wetland in front of you. Yeah. Okay. Um, it is bigger. Is there is there peat? Is there peat up in this bitch? Yeah, now that you did the definitions, I'm thinking it looks like a marsh. It has in and out. It looks like mom, mom, around mom's house. Um, it's bigger than Ireland, bigger than Greece, bigger than Hungary, and bigger than England. So it's a, it is a wetland that is bigger than England. Just just imagine as a huge wetland. Jesus. Um, yeah. At some points, it can be 80% submerged in water. And the water ranges mm-hmm. from 6 feet to over 16 and a half feet. So there's a huge range of mm-hmm. water. Um, mm. What mm. What lives there? Everything that is cool lives there, basically. There's a really grumpy-looking nice. armadillo called the, called the six-band <laughs> six armadillo that lives there. Capybaras, they look like big guinea pigs, but they weigh 175 pounds. They live there. Mm-hmm. Jaguars live there. And even a South American endangered type of wolf called the manned wolf. Have you ever seen a picture of the manned wolf? No. Okay. I will not be doing a picture share. I'll be describing because it's a podcast. That's right, because it's the deuce. Because it's, yeah. it's the deuce. The man wolf, if you guys can, go to the Instagram. I'll include a picture. It's the coolest looking wolf you've ever seen in your life. It looks like a deer and a dog had sex with each other. It's like it's like your dog on stilt legs. It is a crazy... It's like made for the marsh. It's crazy. It's a stilt dog. Um, is it like a dire wolf in Game of Thrones? It, it Kind of. It's like very skinny, but it has super long legs. And then a dog okay. up top. Um, unfortunately, only only five percent of the pantol is actually protected. Ninety five percent is privately owned, and it's mo- it's mainly used mm-hmm. for cattle grazing and ranching, which is absolutely railing the habitat. Um, wait, wait, ninety five percent of this wetland is owned and and probably fenced and used for ranching. Yep. And then five percent is protected. That's right. Oh man. Yeah. So it's 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 really bad. Um, because the cow, the, the, they clear, they clear the forest for the ranching, the cows poo, it just kills it. Um, the pantole, wait, we got, oh, sorry, go ahead, go ahead, sorry. Um, I'm so sorry. It is 10 times the size of the Florida Everglades. Mm. 10 times, Mm. 10 times as big Mm. as the Everglades. It is absolutely huge. Mm. Um, in it so far, there have been discovered 3,500 plant species, 656 bird species, 325 fish species, 159 mammals, and 98 reptiles. Um, so it is a humongous marsh, the biggest in the world, in Bolivia, Brazil, Paraguay, that is 10 times the size of the Florida Everglades. It's really tight. 
Except it's not protected, right? It is it's not. It is owned. barely protected. Just like it is, Texas. It's basically like Texas where the entire state is just a private ranch. Let's talk, can we talk for a second about why it's important to preserve these wetlands? Because they do they actually do a lot for us. Number one, they're a humongous sink of carbon, these wetlands. They, they suck. The Amazon literally is like the Earth's carbon suck. That's why we need the Amazon. The Amazon is essentially a gigantic swamp. So that's what they do. They also act as a barrier between the ocean and softer bodies of water, like rivers. So they preserve, they preserve environments. Because they are in the transition zone, especially marshes. Yeah. I actually had this, I had this for my next section, but we can talk about oh, go ahead. We, we can talk like the the carbon properties. Um, wetlands mm-hmm. only cover around seven percent of the Earth's, Earth's land surface, but they hold thirty five percent of all the carbon stored in soil. Um, in tw- yeah. in twenty fifteen, a study found that wetlands hold more carbon a year than are produced by all cars in the U.S. So that like wow. every car in that's the U.S. That's so cool. That's that's how much carbon the wetlands hold. So mm-hmm. they're yeah they're like they're a big sponge. They're just a huge big. Sponge. They fucking feel like a Fair sponge. They feel it. like a sponge, and they are they are, they, a, are a they are a, a big sponge for everything. Okay, Noah, let's go to the Nudibranch Penis Award for best tool. Yes, sir. This comes from the Nudibranch Penis, which is it? a a Nudibranch is a sea sponge, and a Nudibranch has a penis that is heavily barbed, and it sticks into. The other nudibranch, they're hermaphroditic. It sticks into the other nudibranch's hole, reproductive hole, and it latches on there. And it's very traumatic, and it's awful, honestly, for the other nudibranch. It tears up their insides, but it's an effective tool, an awful tool. Noah, what is your nudibranch penis award for best tool? All right, my, my nudibranch penis award was the, the carbon sink, the carbon sink of wetlands and how they're just big sponge. What, 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 what is yours? Okay. That's an awesome one. Mine is the cobra lily, again. Because not only is it fucking awesome, not only does it only grow basically in the bay, it secretes a digestive enzyme from its root system into its pitcher. So this does not come from rainwater. None of the water inside the pitcher, it's very unique, doesn't come from the rain, but rather it comes from its own roots. So it secretes its own water. It's the master of its own domain, the cobra lily. Wait, wait, wait. You mean it makes its own digestive digestive fluid or... It makes its own digestive fluid, and it does not take rainwater inside of it because it's unlike other pitcher plants in North America that are open to the top. This one is actually curved. It's curved over, so rainwater cannot get in it. So it has to produce its own H2O with enzyme inside of itself. Very cool. Okay, that's tight. That's tight. So it's so it produces its own water. That's what you're saying. That's what it, it basically produces its own water. Okay, awesome. Noah, number three, the Fermi paradox for something unexplainable. What's your Fermi paradox? What is the what is the Fermi paradox? Introduce the segment. Okay. Well, I'll, Go ahead. Okay. This, the Fermi paradox, okay, is basically why are we alone in the universe when the universe is so big and there's so many Earth-like planets? Why haven't we seen another life? So Fermi, Fermi paradox is for something we cannot explain. Okay. I have two things. Number one, the Everglades in Florida, did you know this? They are the only place in the world where both crocodiles and alligators live. It is the only place in the world where you can find both them living together. Isn't that wild? That is crazy. It's crazy. That's fucking wild. It's wild. Only place in the world where both them live together. Um, that's why. Why is it? Why is that? Why is that habitat appropriate for both of them? Like, where do what, they usually what, live? What I don't understand Crocodile. is like, sure, surely another habitat has a similar connection to the ocean, but I guess it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um. So, any anyway, first off, do you know the difference between a croc and an alligator? Duh. I feel like crocodiles have a shorter snout, don't they? Crocodiles have a V-shaped snout, and alligators are more U-shaped. They're, they're wider snout. I always forget it, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so th- I mean, some 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 crocodiles li- have a razor thin snout, like very 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 thin, like a toothpick. Yes, that is a kind of a crocodile in India. Yeah, I'm gonna talk yes. about that later. That is a really cool crocodile. Where basically, like, yeah, it's like a saw. It's like a fit. It's like what a saw. Yeah, it looks like a saw. Um, crocs are bigger, also. So anyway, in the Everglades, mm. you can find them both chilling together. It is the only place in the world that you'll find them both together. Um, what do they do when when croc meets gator? I mean, the, I, I I looked this up a lot. The thing is that like crocs don't like other crocs, and alligators don't like other crocs. They're you know they're big apex predators that are, aren't very big nice. Apex reptiles. They're not very they nice. So nice. Yeah. Guess what? They're not nice. They're not nice if you are a croc or you're an alligator. They don't care. It's good. If you're a nice croc, it's going to be a tough life. It's right? going to be a really tough life. Um, the mm. ever the the second thing, the Everglades are mm. being invaded by massive Burmese pythons. Um, mm. Like mm-hmm. literally, That's my house fr- is being invaded by a Burmese <laughs> python. <laughs> That's exactly right. A, in my band. A Burmese python. Um, they're from the they're from the Amazon from the rain, rainforest. I don't know if they're from the Amazon. Sorry, but they're from the rainforest. They're not native to the Everglades. Mm-hmm. But these things mm-hmm. are just tearing up. They're tearing up the Everglades. They got into the Everglades. Like, someone released, like, one or two, and they're like, I love it here. I love this place. Yeah. Um, so oh, yeah. They're, they're like, they're like oh, oh, yeah. Snake, snake, like, snake likes this. Yeah, snake, snake likes this. It's a swamp, and nothing <laughs> eats me. Um, so, a Burmese python can eat a deer or alligators. It can eat For them. sure. Um, in, two, in 2017, the impact from these Burmese pythons had gotten so bad that the, that the Park Service started a, a python hunting program. Um, so literally like someone released like one or two pet pythons into the Everglades and now they just absolutely love it and they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, um, I guess that's, that I, I can explain it, <laughs> but I've, I've heard more crazy. about this too. We, t- we talked about this in the snake episode a little bit. A Burmese python looks like default snake default. Yeah. If you look it, up a picture of about, a snake, just think about it it's going to be a Burmese a python in your mind. That's the Burmese python. Snake default. And these things can get to be the biggest snakes in the world. There is a picture of a dump truck holding up a giant Burmese python. It's the size of the dump truck. It's one of the biggest Burmese pythons ever seen. The dump truck broke the snake's back and killed it, but it was humongous. Um, right, and these things are now just run, just rampant in the Everglades. Running rampant. Run, they're rampant. just like, I love it. Snake. Snake. Snake like the swamp. All right. Uh, what's yours? No, my firm, my Fermi paradox for some, something unexplainable is you already talked about it, but the show Swamp Mysteries on the History Channel. Yes, there's a show called Swamp Mysteries. Here are the episodes. That's a different Here's one. Here's six of them. I swamp people. So. Number one, Gator versus Python. Number two, Hogzilla. <laughs> Number three, Swamp Shark. Number four, Devil Gator. Number five, Dragons from Hell. And number six, Jurassic. Is this swamp. on the History Channel? This is also on the History Channel. So they have swamps. So my friend and Paradox swamp is, mysteries. Yes. So they have a lot of. They've covered their bases with swamps. <laughs> I I, I like Jesus. that they just now they just do shows. They're not even reality. They're just nothing. Well, they do have. They have to do about swamps. They're covering all swamp angles. Okay, tell me about swamp mysteries. Um, I don't know anything about it. I was just saying, how did these episode titles get made? And you already went into it. It's the dumbification of the History Channel. So it answered my Fermi paradox. Cool. Hey, next act. Noah. Yes, go ahead. Number four, the Bobby Fisher for biggest scumbag. Noah, why is it called the Bobby Fisher? Bobby, go ahead. Bobby Fisher. If you know, he was he was a really. This is in our chess episode. He was a great chess player and a, also a humongous douche of a human being. Hated Jewish people. Mm-hmm. 
uh, basically hated like immigrants him. of any kind, and was just a huge, it was honestly just a huge piece of shit, although he was really good at chess. He is really good I think at chess. Lost, he was a giant turd, Lost though. in some of the movies about him that were made in the past, and some of the, like, the the stuff about him is how much of a turd sandwich this dude really was. Mm, how much of a giant sandwich How much Bobby of a Fisher giant, is. too. So, what is the biggest deuce, the, otherwise known as the Bobby Fisher Award? My Bobby Fisher Award is a rat called a nutria that lives mm-hmm. in the Lu- Louisiana bayou. It is an invasive species. Um, the problem with it is that it chews the roots of the plants in the marsh, and then the plants die, and the sediment washes away. It basically kills the wetland. Um... People in Louisiana, this is such a big problem for this, this this rat. By the way, this rat is like 20 pounds. It is a yeah. humongous, nasty ass oh, yeah. rat. And it is. It, it look like a ca- does it look like a capybara or does it look more rat like? Capybaras are much cuter than this thing. Capybara, this thing is not cute. Ca- this thing it looks like a rat with a tail. Capybara is more like dog. If you have you ever seen the mice of Nim? Remember that show, The Rats of Nim or mm-hmm. whatever? It yep. looks like the yep. mean big mm-hmm. rat in that. They suck. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, and this this will probably be a show soon on the History Channel, but some but a dude named Justin Choate, who the author the author described this is such a good description. He said, Justin Choate, go towards the Gulf of Mexico. When you get to the last road on the left, that's where Justin lives. <laughs> I thought that was great. Um oh, wow. when he's not giving alligator tours. Um, him and his three sick chocolate labs go out in a boat, and he shoots Nutria with a shotgun. Him and his him and mm-hmm. his dogs go out in a boat, and he shoots them. Sometimes he kills over two hundred rats in a day. If he said if he doesn't kill them, the dogs jump out of the boat and they kill him. <laughs> Does it, what does he do with them? Does he cook them, or he just lets the dead carcass float? No, down so the stream? it's such a problem that Louisiana came out with a bounty. Literally, a, <laughs> nothing more American than a bounty. You know, a I like that we still the, call it bounty. They came out with a bounty, bounty law. So you get you get six dollars for every. You have to bring in the tail. This is in my, I'm gonna save this for the next section. But you have mm-hmm. to bring in their massive fucking tail, which for a twenty pound rat, their tail can be the size of your arm. <laughs> so you have to bring in their tails, and then you get paid six dollars for each killed dog, killed rat from the state. I mean, when is the History Channel gonna get a load of this, right? I mean, this is it. Yeah. This is a gold mine. Yeah, this is it. Um, this is totally this it. This is totally it. Nutria, they have a litter, like a new litter of rats, every eight weeks. So they, they, they're they prolific in just nasty-ass rat. Um, so anyway, mm-hmm. the biggest douche is, is, <laughs> is that rat ruining the, the bayou. Okay, it goes out to the Nutria. My Bobby Fisher for biggest scumbag, Noah, is people who used to live in the bay. So before 1850... Wow. The SF Bay had 1,400 square kilometers of freshwater wetlands and 800 kilometers of salt marshes. Today, only 125 square kilometers remain. Holy shit. So if you can imagine the bay, it all used to look like the area around Mom's apartment, where it's very marshy. It's home to a huge biodiversity of birds and invertebrates. Right. We've lost we've lost ninety five percent of the wetlands in the bay, right? Because people didn't want to all live in Modesto. 
<laughs> That's right. But it's crazy to think about. You know when you're going over the North Bay, the San Pablo Bay, when you're going over the top, like you're going to Davis, you're doing a Davis yeah, run. Explain that. You're in you, college. You're going. You're basically you. If you go to the North Bay, you're going through like a huge wetland. It, it's a ma- so the entire bay used to look like that, and but it's all been developed now. And one of the things that we're seeing with wetlands is that they're very easy to develop. They're easier than forests. You don't have to cut down trees. That's why they're disappearing so much faster because they're already kind of flat. They're already in that urban, uh, rural interface. So, yeah, it, it's crazy to learn about. I didn't know that the entire bay used to look like that. Yeah. It used to look like that beautiful biodiverse marsh. Biggest douche. So, anyway, so there you go. Biggest douche. Okay. Noah, the tongue-eating louse award for something gross. Indeed. What's this? Okay, so this is a creature that... It go. It eats the tongue of a certain kind of fish, yep. and then literally replaces its tongue. And so when the fish goes to eat, the louse is just. It there's needs. pictures of the fish opening its mouth, and inside of the and darkness, oh my god, it's just two eyes. And it's just this fucking creature that eat that ate the fish's now its tongue, tongue, and is now its tongue. Mm-hmm. Unreal, gross. For something gross. Something this gross. Something. I like that we we have the we have biggest scumbag, and then something gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like a double whammy, like a double whammy like of, of nasty. So, so yeah. here's the grossest thing. I'm gonna continue. It's continuing on with the the nutria, the humongous rat in the Louisiana Bayou. Oh, here we go. Um, yeah, keep so going. So someone went to make a documentary of this. They call and the documentary was called Rodents of an Unusual Size. A nod to the Princess Bride, right? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. The filmmaker said the like the business of just like filming this. He said it was so gross. Just like shooting these Which? twenty pound rats, like just everything about <laughs> this, he said that he couldn't use most of the film because it was just so wait, whoa, whoa, nasty. Wait, 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 this is a documentary about the rats. Yeah, it's a do- it's a do- it's a documentary about like just people hunting them and this whole problem. Okay. Right. Okay. So, um, since the state of Louisiana pays six dollars for every dead rat, okay, mm-hmm. um, sometimes like people. They will have, he said he went to people's houses, and again, these rats, these tails are the size of your arm. Hold up your arm. Mm-hmm. He said people would have, the grossest thing was when people would open their refrigerator, these hunters, and they, it was full to the brim of no. severed no. rat tail that was no. as big as your arm. And there's like a picture of it, and honestly, it is so gross that I can't post it. So that's what they need to have Dude. the tail because they give it to the state yes. and it shows that they yes. killed the it's rat. It's the bounty. It's the bounty. It's a bounty. I think that they just like saying, I'm a bounty hunter. You know what I mean? Can you make a, li- can you make a living on killing 20-pound rats he, in Louisiana? Justin Cho, the dude in the, in the previous section that, that does it all the time, mm. he said he's killed over 200 a day. So that's like $1,200. Okay, <laughs> right. That seems like a lot of money. Yeah. This is a really big What are they Wait, what do the rats do that's they're invasive and Dude, they they're just do fucking what? everywhere. They're invasive and they're they they have a litter every 8 weeks. So there's tons of them. They eat Oh my they god. They eat the plants. They eat, they kill the plants and then the sediment erodes and the wetland just goes away. Where are these gigantic rats actually from originally? Good don't I don't know that. Do we know? I don't know that. We don't know. But anyway, the grossest thing is just these refrigerators hell? refrigerators pa- yeah, hell. Refrigerators packed to the brim of humongous severed mm. rat tail. You, you know they eat that shit. You know they fry up a All little right. nutria, right? All right. I've, I've actually it. seen the pictures. A little nutria I've steak. Seen pictures of it, though, and it is, it's a lot. It's a lot to handle. Okay, your turn. My tongue-eating louse award for something gross is the crocodile we were talking about called the gharial. 
It's a crocodile that lives in northern India. It's in the alligator, caiman, croc family. But here's the thing about it. Instead of having massively wide jaws like a gator or a regular V-shaped jaw, as you were saying, like a crocodile, it has the mouth of a swordfish, which is a little bit disturbing because it has the body of a caiman, giant reptile body, kind of chunky arms. But its mouth is very razor thin. It looks like a, a, a what's that fish? A pike. A pike fish, where they have that long, skinny mouth. And it's attached to this really fat body. It's a very strange the animal. The fat body was just like this razor, to- this tooth. This like long... Very weird-looking croc. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. It's- I don't know why. Why do you think that that jaw would be more effective? Like, wh- how did it evolve to have that kind of jaw? Is it better for catching fish? I think if it, if the, it, you, if don't, it just needs, you don't need that much power. It's, it's faster. You can move your head faster. It's faster. You can move it faster to snap up the fish. You don't need that huge croc jaw to catch a fish. No, no, because cr- gators, they have that mouth because sometimes they kill mammals, right? Yeah, I, like they drag well, that's the, the thing. I think the, the, water the gator and the croc, like, they, yeah, they drag the deer in. They're killing big creatures sometimes. This this thing is probably a fish specialist. And Yeah, I don't think that it has the powerful job. It's gate, probably doing better nowadays. It's probably better. It might be doing better. Okay, Noah, the Gefilte Fish Award for most Jewish thing about the topic. Okay. Um, my Gefilte Fish Award is uh, hippos. This is from our hippos episode. They are huge mm-hmm. fans of swamps and marshes oh, in yeah. Africa. Uh-huh. All they do all day, they're super, super lazy. They spend the enti- their entire lives napping in shallow water swamps. This is what they do, schwitzing. They sit, they they're schwitz. lazy. Yeah. They sit, they're lazy. They nap in shallow water and they schwitz, all right? And mm-hmm. it's because they have very sensitive skin, all right? So they, <laughs> is yeah, it? They, they? yeah, they have very sensitive skin, so they just sit in the water. At night, sometimes at night, they will leave their habitat for a little bit just to munch on a ton of grass, and then they will go back to napping. <laughs> and so that's the most Jewish mm-hmm. thing of the swamp. What's yours? Smoke grass, nap, have sensitive skin. Right. What's yours? By the way, if you don't know what gefilte fish is, it's a so it's a combination of a couple different white fishes, like three different ones. It's what you're supposed to eat on Passover. I like it with horseradish, but uh, it's it's, not it's divisive. A lot of people don't like it. I, I think it's good. Also, horseradish is fucking awesome. Yeah. Everybody should eat Mis- more horseradish. Yeah, horseradish underused. Underused. Co- underused. Completely condiment. underused. Uh, my Gefilte Fish Award for the most Jewish thing about the topic is the platypus. Because, Noah, it's an egg-laying mammal, and it has identity issues. Nobody knows how to classify mm, the platypus. Is it a mammal? Is it a religion? Is it a, reptile, is it a, religion? Is it a culture? Is it a religion? Just like when you ask people, what is a Jewish person? They say, well, it's a religion. Some people say it's an ethnicity. You know, it's a race. People, even being Jewish, Jewish people talking to other Jewish people, we don't even know how to classify ourselves. One of the most, so we're like a platypus. One of the most Jewish things to talk about is what is, what is Jewish. Is, what is, Jew, is what literally is Jew, the most Jewish what is thing a Jew? to discuss. Right. Yeah. That's a good one. So Because it has identity issues. Noah, the Owen Wilson in I Anaconda I'm so Award. happy this we is, got here. This is named the Owen Wilson Anaconda Award. And it is for the best depiction of this topic in a movie, book, TV show, something cinematic. It's called this because in the movie Anaconda, Owen Wilson is eaten by a giant snake. And then 20 minutes later, yeah. they just, they're doing a transition in a scene, and they show the snake under the water. And oh, you see Owen Wilson's body in the middle of the snake, just pressed up against the wall like, it's, like he's Han Solo in Carbonite. But he's in the snake. <laughs> <laughs> so what is good. your award? I would say it's the award for a, de- a depiction of this movie. This is incredible. Are you ready for this? Okay. 
Okay, this this shows how far we've come. This just shows how far we've come. Mm-hmm. There is a movie. It was made in 1973. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. It's basically about a naked woman who runs around. This is It's not a porn. It's, just, it's like a main movie. It's like a mainline movie. It's called Gator Bait. Gator Bait <laughs> is the name of the movie. Yep. Literally, it's called Gator Bait. She is literally mm-hmm. naked. She's running around the swamp doing stuff. Um, and she's like, how naked, how naked is she? Is she half naked? No, is she she's covered like, in ivy? She, she has like a tiny, she has been like a tiny, it's like, you know, she has like a, a, like, like I'm a swamp person bathing suit, but like I have a tiny mm. little denim thing and like tiny denim shorts. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like I'm from the swamp. Mm. You, have you ever seen Planet of the Apes, the original one where like, they, she is like, mm-hmm. yeah. So anyway, mm-hmm. um. She runs around the swamp doing stuff. It's called Gator Bait. Um, the tagline for the movie is this. This is the tagline. Okay, ready? Untamed and deadly, she rules the swamp with a blazing gun and a luscious smile. <laughs> no, lush, luscious smile? That's the tagline. So the, the, the movie cover is just her with a shotgun, right? In, uh-huh. like, her naked... Oh, she has a piece. Her, she has a piece. Her naked swamp attire and her with a shotgun. The bottom tagline, the tagline on the bottom, the bottom is, this one's the best, this is the best, ready? It's half animal, all woman. <laughs> That's good. That's good. What did she get up to in the swamp? Well, actually, like, I guess she she takes care of her family in the swamp. Some bad southern boys try and, like, try and mess with her family, and then she fights them in the swamp. I think this would be a, they would can make this right now. I totally, it's very modern. <laughs> this would totally work. People would love it. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, what's yours? Uh, my old Gator Bait Condo Award. Gator Bait, baby. Gator Bait. Gator Bait. Goes out to the swamp of sadness in the never-ending story. Do you remember this scene? It's a very traumatic scene for a young child to watch. Never-ending story was weird. There's just too many additions Okay, of so it. there's, too, there's, there's, there's too, many, so, too many sequels. I know you've seen this. <clears throat> it's the part where Atreyu is dragging his horse. The horse's name is Atrax. He's dragging his horse through a swamp. The horse gets stuck in the mud and just sits there, and the horse eventually just sinks into the mud and dies in the scene, and he sits on the bank and cries. So here's the thing with this. There's an urban legend that the horse actually died while they were filming this. Wow. I mean, when you're, when you're watching it, it looks brutal. The horse looks clearly really distressed. They strap the horse to a platform, and they lower the platform in the mud, and the horse is actually drowning in the mud. So I was wondering, if it, did the horse actually die? It's, it's absolutely brutal to watch oh the movie. Oh, my God. So, like, so, so you think that scene actually like killed the horse? Here's the quote from IMDb. Okay. In the scene where Artax, which is the horse's name, dies in the swamps of sadness, the horse had to be tied down to a lowering platform to keep it in place. The horse was supposed to sink, but unfortunately the horse really did sink. The platform lifts failed after cut was shouted. The platform got stuck in the sludge, and the horse died. Oh my god, so it, like, actually drowned. Okay, so apparently the horse didn't actually drown. So the horse used in the shot had to be trained for several months to prevent it panicking while buried up to its nose, up to its snout, in mud. To celebrate the end of the filming under such harrowing circumstances, the actors and crew engaged in a giant and messy mud fight. What happened to the fucking horse? The horse I don't give a shit about them. The horse, the horse didn't. <laughs> the horse didn't actually die. It All didn't right. actually oh die. But God. here's here's what did happen. Okay, here's what did happen. 
Uh, the mud was full of mosquito larvae. So when they raised the platform up, and when they have the the oh camera lights on, God. it apparently woke up. It woke up all the larvae of the mosquitoes, and so they had to bring out giant fans to get the scene rid of this plague of mosquitoes that was there. You know, filming in a swamp. The swamps can be nasty, brutal, nasty. Yeah, um, yeah, it's absolutely. Can brutal. you tell mm-hmm. me the, the plot of that movie? Like, I remember just being frustrated. There's so many sequels to it that it loses. Like, what, what is the what happens in that? A movie? young boy, a young boy named a young troubled boy named Bastion finds a book called The Neverending Story, reads about it, and learns some life lessons. Are is it good? Does he end up happy? What happens at the end of the first one? Yeah, but he he learned some intense adult lessons. Like apparently, the swamp of sadness is a me- the metaphor for depression. Right, the horse can't get out of the swamp. It ends up killing itself because it can't get out of its own depression, even though he's trying to save him. Shit like that. Can I tell huh. you a crazy connection though? Let me tell you a crazy fucking connection. Okay, the dude who plays Atreyu, Noah Hathaway, he's also in a movie called Hol- uh, Trolls, which is about an apartment complex in San Francisco that's full of trolls. In that movie, his character's name is Harry Potter. Literally, his name of the character is Harry Potter. And it was 11 years before she wrote the book. That is really weird. That's where she got the name from, is a movie called Wait, Trolls what? Are in you, San Francisco. Are you sure that's yeah. where she got the name from? It's fucking crazy. The name of the character is Harry Potter. And he's surrounded by witches, wizards, and trolls. 11 years before she wrote the book. It's so My weird why she would choose God. that. God. So weird. Heard it here okay. first. Heard it here first. All right, let's Breaking go to news. the greatest, the greatest award of them all. Okay, the Christian Pulisic this is Award. An easy one. For how does this topic relate to this Christian? Is one Pulisic. of the easiest Christian Pulisic. How's topic related to Christian Pulisic there ever was? Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Christian Pulisic, if you didn't know, is is arguably the best American soccer player right now who plays on Chelsea's soccer team. Okay. How this how this relates to Christian Pulisic is that he is stuck in a swamp at Chelsea. And he needs to leave the team. Mm-hmm. It's simple, right? It's perfect. not complicated. Per- that, that's how this relates to it's him. It's perfect. He's stuck in a swap. Okay. Open Kimono. That's perfect. Yeah, that's it. My my Christian Pulisic is, there's an instrument that I've shown you called a dobro. And this dobro is a swampy sounding thing. And so because Christian Pulisic, he's like a, he has a beautiful and unique voice, just like a dobro. And he needs someone to appreciate him. Just like a swamp. But I think yours is better. Clearly. He's just stuck right? in a swamp like, at Chelsea. He's just fucking stuck he's in a swamp. He's just stuck there. All right. We're going to do one more break, and after that, it'll be time for the open kimono. Indeed. We're going to do one more break, and it'll be time for <laughs> Noah, this is the open kimono where we freely talk and discuss our final thoughts on the topic and leave nothing to the imagination. So what is your open kimono? My open kimono is that Gator Bait, Gator, Gator, Gator Bait, the movie, it's either a 1973 movie or it's a 2022 History Channel show. <laughs> either one works out. If they're pulling the older material from I think from that they Gator look Bait they look back, they're like, oh, Gator Bait, like a naked woman in the swamp. This mm, looks really Gator good. Bait. This looks really good. Oh, Gator Bait. <laughs> Gator, Gator Bait. bait. <laughs> Gator Half Gator animal, bait. all woman. I think that would work now. I, I do too. Women's Women's Euro World Cup, Euro 2022. I think that half half animal, half. Woman. I think you really or half animal, all woman. We could have just yeah. done a double feature with Wonder Woman, where it would have been yeah. Wonder Woman and then Gator Bait, and you could have kind of got them both. <laughs> okay. 
all the female listeners are gone. Don't leave us. Don't leave us. Come Don't back to our us. swamp. Don't we like us. you in our swamp. This is the this is this is the deuce. This is the deuce. Okay, things are going to be different. It's the in deuce. This. What's yours? No, my open kimono is that swamps need to be protected. Protect the swamps. Okay. Don't develop on them. They're full of amazing life. Okay. They're full of trolls. They're full of spoonbills, crocodiles with large razor mouths. They're fucking go into a swamp. Do yourself a favor. And see what you find. Because they're fucking awesome. Noah, links? Do you have any links? I don't have any links. History Channel, if you want to follow my life around, I, it'll it's 200 bucks a month. Follow me around. I'll do it for 200 <laughs> well, Follow me around you killing rats. Follow me around killing rats. You can do it for 200 if you boat. want it. I'll make up some conspiracies. Yeah. It'll be good for both of us. Uh, shout out to Sarah and her boyfriends. Hopefully none of them are in the boat killing 20-pound rats. Yeah, that wouldn't be. That's not a good sign, Sarah. Stay, no, well, stay well, away. Well, it does mean that they have an income, though. Yeah, that's good. That's a plus. Yeah, it means that they do have an you income. Can find us. Go ahead. Yeah, it means they have an income. They have some kind of organization. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're a good shot. Some yeah. Some moxie. They're a good shot. Right. Yeah. None. None. Mm-hmm. None. Not much to eat in that fridge, though. They, they probably have a boat. They probably have a boat. You know, you never know. You never know. Maybe they're loving. It could be cool. What if they're cool guys? They're like, grab a beer. Come on, grab a beer. Come hey, in the boat. Let's kill, grab, some, kill Here's a rats. shotgun. So you wouldn't go in a boat like around, and they're like, here's some beer. Here's a shotgun. Now shoot the rats. The whole, the whole beer though. and the shotgun. I would stop a beer and shotgun. I don't. That for me, that's not going to work. Right? It's not like peanut butter and jelly. Beer and shotgun. I, I actually totally disagree. I, th- I think that for many, it is peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> I think I think I respectfully I disagree I know, not, with not, that. Not for this guy. Not for <laughs> this is, Jewish I think, boy. I think beer and chocolate is P and J, baby. <laughs> B and S. You ever do B and S? <laughs> uh, you can find us at Instagram at dude underscore nature. Find us at dudenature.com. Not, we're not even at dudenaturepod.com anymore. No. In the deuce, we've taken back our domain. Yeah. We're at dudenature.com. Uh, if you want to reach out, Email Noah at DoNature.com or Adam at DoNature.com. Send us an email. Ladies and gentlemen, we love you guys. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for your support in Season 1. We look forward to doing Season 2. We love you guys very much. I appreciate you guys listening, so thank you. Goodbye! Goodbye!